السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم والصلاۃ والسلام علی رسوله الکریم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم اهد قلبي وسدد لساني واسلل سخيمه قلبي امين يا رب العالمين كتاب الزكاه perfect hadith we will see how in this hadith the companions are giving their opinion regarding a certain ayah and they're not attributing it to the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam so you will see over here what mawquf is hadathana aliyun sami'ahu shayman akhbarana husaynun an zayd ibn wahb qala maratu bizabadati so zayd bin wahb is saying that i went to rabada فَإِذَا أَنَا بِأَبِي ذَرٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ And then I saw over there, I came upon Abu Dhar رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ So who is Zayd bin Wahb? Tabiri. And he is meeting who? A companion. Which companion? Abu Dhar. At which place? At a place called Rabada. قَالَ مَرَرْتُ بِالْرَبَذَةِ Rabada is a place near Medina on the way to Makkah. So there he saw Abu Dhar radiyallahu anhu. فَقُلْتُ لَهُ So I asked him, مَا أَنزَلَكَ مَنزِلَكَ هَذَا What brought you to this place? Meaning, why are you here at Rabada? Because Abu Dhar radiyallahu anhu used to live in Sham, in Syria. But now he was in Rabada. So this person asked him that, why are you here? So he said, قَالَ كُنْتُ بِالشَّأْمِ He said, I was in a Sham, meaning Sham. فَاخْتَلَفْتُ أَنَا وَمُعَاوِيَةُ So I and Muawiyah, رضي الله عنه, we differed. About what? فِي الَّذِينَ يَكْنِزُونَ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِضَّةِ Regarding those people who hoard gold and silver, وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَهَا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ And they do not spend it in the way of Allah. Meaning we had a difference regarding this ayah. قَالَ مُعَاوِيَةُ نَزَلَتْ فِي أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ Muawiyah radiallahu anhu was saying that this ayah was revealed about the people of the book. That they used to hoard, or they hoard gold and silver, and they don't spend it in the way of Allah. So for them is a severe punishment. Muawiyah radiallahu anhu was of the opinion that this ayah was about the people of the book. But Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu said, فَقُلْتُ But I said, نَزَلَتْ فِينَا وَفِيهِمْ This ayah has been revealed about us and about them. Meaning whoever hoards gold and silver will meet this punishment. This ayah is not just about the people of the book. فَكَانَ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَهُ فِي ذَاكَ So there was something between the two of us because of this. Meaning there was a heated argument, there was a difference of opinion. وَكَتَبَ إِلَىٰ عُثْمَانَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ And Muawiyah رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ wrote a letter to Uthman رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ يَشْكُونِي Complaining about me. And Uthman رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ was the khalifa at the time. So what happened? فَكَتَبَ إِلَيَّ عُثْمَانَ So Uthman wrote to me, أَنِقْدَمِ الْمَدِينَةِ That come to Medina. And because Uthman anhu was the Khalifa of the time, what did Abu Dhar do? He listened and obeyed. And he went to Medina. So he said, فَقَدِمْتُهَا So I came to it, meaning I came to Medina. فَكَثُرَ عَلَيَّ النَّاسِ And all the people came around me. You know, there were large groups of people coming to me. حَتَّى كَأَنَّهُمْ لَمْ يَرَوْنِي قَبْلَ ذَلِكَ As if they had never seen me before. Meaning they were looking at me as if they had never seen me before. Meaning they were so eager to come to me and talk to me and ask me. فَذَكَرْتُ ذَاكَ لِعُثْمَانَ And I mentioned that to Uthman رضي الله عنه. 
فقال لي ان شئت تنحيت فكنت قريبا so uthman said to me that if you want you can go somewhere nearby meaning don't stay in medina but go elsewhere nearby فكنت قريبا and you will be near فذاك الذي انزلني هذا المنزل so this is what has brought me to this place meaning this is the reason why i now live at rabada ولو امروا علي حبشيا and if they appointed over me a habashi lasamirtu wa ata'tu then i surely would listen and i would obey meaning uthman radiyallahu anhu being the khalifa told me to do this and this is the reason why i did this and i don't care who that leader is whatever that leader tells me i will do that what's happening over here we see here first of all with regards to ulum al hadith two companions have their own understanding regarding the meaning of a verse muawiya radiyallahu anhu said this ayah is about the people of the book abu dhar radiyallahu anhu said this ayah is about who us and the people of the book it's not just about them so what's happening over here this is coming from companions regarding a matter in which there is a possibility of ijtihad so what is this marfu' no it is mawquf now basically abu dhar radiyallahu anhu was basically an ascetic he did not like to indulge much in the dunya and he believed that it was not right for people to keep a lot of money with them and when he was in sham and muawiya radiyallahu anhu and there were other companions also and so many people they lived lavish lives abu dhar radiyallahu anhu heavily criticized them and he said and he would quote this ayah that those people who hoard gold and silver and they don't spend it in the way of allah for them is such and such punishment which is given in the quran so muawiya radiyallahu anhu would say that no this ayah is about the people of the book it's not about us so muawiya radiyallahu anhu's understanding was that if you have money and you give zakat on it it doesn't matter how much money it is it's all good so use it enjoy it abu dhar radiyallahu anhu said that no you can't keep all that money So this was a difference in understanding. But this was creating a problem because Muawiya radiyallahu anhu was the governor of Sham and a companion like Abu Dhar radiyallahu anhu who was supposed to be a mufti amongst the companions, very knowledgeable amongst the companions, he is criticizing the governor. This was causing issues. So this is why Uthman radiyallahu anhu called Abu Dhar radiyallahu anhu away from Sham. He said come to Medina. But when he came to Medina the same problem started happening. People started asking him, "Why are you here? Why did you leave Sham? What's happening?" And so he would start preaching and he would start telling people that, you know, you can't keep all this money and this again, you know, would cause problems between people that they started criticizing each other and also Abu Dhar radiyallahu anhu was getting fed up with this that why, you know, people keep coming to me and they stare at me as if they've never seen me before. So he complained to Uthman radiyallahu anhu and Uthman radiyallahu anhu told him go to Rabada and stay there and this is why Abu Dhar radiyallahu anhu stayed there. So what we learn from this hadith is that the companions some companions believe that it is not correct to keep a lot of money while other companions believe that if you have money and you've given zakat on it it's all good. حدثنا عياش حدثنا عبد الاعلى حدثنا الجريري عن ابي العلاء عن الاحنف بن قيس قال جلست وحدثني اسحاق بن منصور اخبرنا عبد الصمد قال حدثني ابي حدثنا الجريري حدثنا ابو العلاء بن الشخيري 
ان الاحنف ابن قيس حدثهم قال جلست الى ملا من قريش احنف ابن قيس said that i sat with a group of quraysh and these people were from the quraysh فَجَاءَ رَجُلٌ So a man came and this man was such that خَشِنُ الشَّعْرِ وَالثِّيَابِ وَالْهَيْئَةِ He was, you know, a man with coarse hair, coarse clothing and appearance. This doesn't mean he was dirty. No. It means that his clothes were not crisp. They were not really new and fresh and, you know, very, you know, of great quality. So he came and what happened when he came hatta qama alayhim he stood on them meaning at their heads they were sitting and he standing fasallama and he greeted them thumma qala and then he said bashiril kanizina biradfin yuhma alayhi fi nari jahannam give good news to those who hoard wealth of a rock that will be heated in the fire of hell ثُمَّ يُوضَعُ عَلَى حَلَمَةِ ثَدِّي أَحَدِهِمْ And then that rock will be put on the chest of one of them حَتَّى يَخْرُجَ مِن نُغْضِ كَتِفِهِ Until it will come out from his neck وَيُوضَعُ عَلَى نُغْضِ كَتِفِهِ حَتَّى يَخْرُجَ مِن حَلَمَةِ ثَدِّيهِ And then it will be put on his neck and it will come out of his chest Meaning it will go back and forth يَتَزَلْزَلُ So this man said this, ثُمَّ وَلَّا Then he turned, فَجَلَسَ إِلَى سَارِيَةٍ And he went and sat by a pillar, by a column. So what happened? وَتَبِعْتُهُ So I followed him. Who is this person? أَحْنَفْ بِنْ قَيْسِ He said, I followed him, وَجَلَسْتُ إِلَيْهِ And I sat with him. وَأَنَا لَا أَدْرِي مَنْ هُو And I had no idea about who this person was. فَقُلْتُ لَهُ So I said to him, لَا أُرَى الْقَوْمَ إِلَّا قَدْ كَرِهُ الَّذِي قُلْتَ I don't think except that, meaning I know for sure that they didn't like what you said. قَالَ إِنَّهُمْ لَا يَعْقِلُونَ شَيْئًا He said they don't understand anything. قَالَ لِي خَلِيلِي My best friend told me something. But before he could say anything, أَحْنَفْ بِنْ قَيْسِ قَالَ He said, قُلْتُ مَنْ خَلِيلُكَ Who is your best friend? قَالَ That man said, النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ The Prophet صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ He told me that Ya Aba Dharrin O Abu Dhar. So who is this man? Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu. He said to me that O Abu Dhar, Atubusiru Uhudan, do you see Mount Uhud? Qala Abu Dhar said, Fanavortu ila shamsi ma baqiya min al nahari wa ana ura anna rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallama yursiluni fi hajatillahu. Abu Dhar said that I looked at the sun to see how much of the day was left. Why? Because he was thinking that maybe the Prophet ﷺ was going to send me to do something for him. Because if you can see Uhud at a distance in Medina, because you're far from it, if you can see all the way to Uhud, that means there is enough light. And if you cannot see Uhud, that means that it's getting dark. So he looked at the sky, thinking that, okay, the Prophet ﷺ was going to send me for an errand. So let me see you know, how much time there is left until the night comes in. Basically, he looked at the sun to estimate how much time he had. So what happened? قُلْتُ نَعَمْ I said, yes, I can see Uhud. Basically, what he meant was that if you want me to go for something, I can go and do that work for you. But the Prophet ﷺ didn't have that in mind. قَالَ The Prophet ﷺ said, مَا أُحِبُّ 
The Prophet ﷺ said, I would not like to have the weight of Uhud in gold. I would give away all of it except for three dinars. I wouldn't want to have that much gold. If I had that much gold, I would give it all away and the amount that I would keep is just three dinar. That's all that I would keep. So Abu Dhar is saying, this is what the Prophet ﷺ told me. And then he said, وَإِنَّهَا أُولَاءِ لَا يَعْقِلُونَ And these people don't understand. إِنَّمَا يَجْمَعُونَ الدُّنْيَا They're only collecting dunya. لَا وَاللَّهِ لَا أَسْأَلُهُمْ دُنْيَا No, by Allah, I don't ask them for dunya. I'm not criticizing them so that they give me their money. No. وَلَا أَسْتَفْتِيهِمْ عَنْ دِينٍ حَتَّى أَلْقَ اللَّهِ And I will not ask them about the deen, anything, until I meet Allah. Meaning I'm not going to take my deen from these people. If they don't have this much sense, then I'm not going to take my deen from them. What do we see over here? Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu's understanding. And this is something that we should pay attention to. Because the dunya is such that when you have a lot of it, it can distract you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us, لَا تُلْهِكُمْ أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Don't let your money and your children distract you from the remembrance of Allah. Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us that? Because these two definitely distract us. They do. This doesn't mean that you leave dunya and you leave children. No. If this is something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you, you have to use it. But you have to use it according to the way that the Prophet ﷺ taught. So Abu Dhar anhu was very critical of people for keeping a lot of money. And this was a time in the Muslim Caliphate that people did have a lot of money. And Abu Dhar anhu heavily criticized them for this. Bab infaqil fi haqqihi. Where do you find the balance then? Where do you find the balance? Where do you draw the line that okay, I should not keep this much stuff, but then if I've given zakat, then it's okay for me. There's two things that you should remember. First of all, Allah subhanahu wa taala tells us in the Quran that yes, aluna kamada yunfiqun. They ask you about what they should spend. What's the answer? Qulil afu. Say whatever is extra. Whatever extra you have, don't keep it. Extra means something that you're not using, something that is surplus, something that is beyond your needs. Because any extra thing that you have, what's going to happen is that it's going to affect your quality of life. Let me give you an example. If you have a purse, it has a lot of room in it, and you keep stuffing it with things that are extra, that you don't need, what's going to happen? Your bag is going to get heavy. And when it gets heavy, will it affect your quality of life? Yes. If in your car you have a lot of extra stuff that you're carrying around all the time, is that going to make your car heavier? Yes. Will that mean that you're using more gas? Yes. Isn't it? So basically... Whatever is extra, things that you don't need, things that you don't use, then give it away so that others can use it. Give it in the way of Allah so that you can get reward. Whatever you're keeping, okay, so for example, you're saving money so that you can buy, for example, a car. Or for example, you can buy a house. That's not extra. 
you're buying a car so that you can use it. You already have a car, okay. But if you have two cars, then your family will be at ease. There is more convenience, right? Yes, a car can be shared in the family. But if each person has their own car, it makes it easier for everybody to function. You can live in a small place, but if you have your own house, then you have that freedom you know, to do as you please or to make the house as you want so that you can live life, you can do things in a more easier way. So that's not extra. Extra is what you're not using. Extra is what you're not using. You know, recently somebody told me, I went to visit a friend, and she was telling me that, so in her garage there was a, a motorbike. And I'm like, who, who drives a motorbike in your house? And she said that this is actually, this belongs to my tenant. I'm like, okay. And I was about to walk away and she told me that it's actually a lady. She used to live down the street. She had a huge house. But she used to live all by herself. So she decided to downgrade. She sold everything. And now she's renting my basement. She doesn't even have a car. She's got a bike. And she's living in my basement. And, you know, because she doesn't want to look after a house anymore. She wants to do certain things. She wants to travel more freely. She wants to, you know, do things in life. And she felt like her house and her belongings were holding her back. Right? So that's the thing. Your extra things do hold you back. They affect your quality of life. Because what is extra becomes a burden. So this is why it is healthy to go through your things every now and then. You know, zakat is mandatory. Evaluate your wealth at the end of the year. What stuff have you had since the past one year? You know, it's been sitting. So for example, money has been sitting. Gold has been sitting. So if it's been sitting, you must give a percentage of that away. Right? And from this we should learn that if you have things sitting in your house, nobody's using them, but they're occupying space in your drawers, in your cabinets, that's going to affect the quality of your life. You open one cupboard in the kitchen, two things fall out. Because there's ten bowls, right? And you only use the first two. Things that you intend to use, you are using or you intend to use, there's no harm in keeping them. This is not related to zakat, by the way. This is just in general, according to the understanding of Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu. Because he's after all a companion. He's Adl. And the Prophet wasallam told him something. And he understood something from it. And he believed very strongly in it. So do we ignore his understanding? We don't. Next, Bab infaq al-mali fi haqqihi. Ramadan is coming. Make your life easy. Okay? And go through your stuff. Really, go through your closet, go through your kitchen, go through your books, go through your papers. Whatever is extra, get rid of it. Make life easy for yourself. And you will feel free. You will. It's very therapeutic. Like for example, a wedding dress. I mean, first of all, wedding dresses are typically such that you can't wear them again. right? Because you can't be overdressed than a bride whose wedding you're attending. Right? So you can't repeat it. And if your wedding dress, let's say, was not that heavy and you do wear it, there's only a number of times that you'll be able to wear it because it might not fit you again or it might be old-fashioned or something. But its size is such that, you know, you keep it and it takes so much space in your closet or you keep it in a suitcase. And again, you have to store that suitcase somewhere. Then you need space in your basement or in your garage or something. You know, it's consuming you. It's consuming you. You're not consuming it anymore, but it is consuming you. 
And you are your time and your actions. So much time is wasted in managing and in cleaning all of that. So relieve yourself. Free yourself. And the thing is that many times we see nice things and we want to get them. But we say, no, there's no room in my closet. I feel guilty getting another one when I have so much. No, the, the so much that you have, you're not even using. Give some of it away so that you can make room for more, inshallah. Okay, bab infaq al-mali fi haqqihi, spending wealth in the way that it should be spent. Meaning wealth should not just be stored, because even though keeping wealth that's extra is mubah, it is permissible. Meaning it's not sinful to keep wealth. So for example, if you have 30 abayas hanging in your closet, for instance, you use only 10 of them, and the 20 are so that just in case you might need them. Let's say, is there zakat due on abayas? No. If you're selling them, that's a different case. If you have them as trade items. But if they're for personal use, there's no zakat due on it. So are you allowed to keep those 30 abayas? Yes, it's mubah, it's permissible. You're not sinful. However, the collector will be asked on the Day of Judgment about his wealth. Isn't it? One of the questions that people will be asked on the Day of Judgment is, where did you acquire this money from and what did you do with it? Isn't it? So we will be asked about our money. How did we get it? And what did we do with it? And if our answer is, oh, it was just sitting there, I never used it, I didn't give it to anybody else so that they could use it, then that's not a good answer. حدثنا محمد بن المثنى حدثنا يحيى عن إسماعيل قال حدثني قيس عن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه قال سمعت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول What kind of hadith is this? Marfur. Which kind of marfur? Al-Sariḥi. Why? Because سمعت. Right? He's saying I heard the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم saying لا حسد إلا فثنتين. There is no envy except in two people. Meaning there is no envy permissible. Except in two cases. رَجُلٌ أَتَاهُ اللَّهُ مَالًا فَسَلَّطَهُ عَلَى هَلَكَتِهِ فِي الْحَقِّ A man whom Allah has given wealth, and so he uses that money in spending it in the truth, meaning in good causes. So when you see that person, and you feel envious, that's permissible. Because you're seeing a person who's got so much money, and they're using that money in the right cause. They're spending that money in the way of Allah. وَرَجُلٌ and a man آتَاهُ اللَّهُ حِكْمَةً whom Allah has given wisdom to فَهُوَ يَقْضِي بِهَا وَيُعَلِّمُهَا So he judges by it, meaning he acts according to that wisdom, and يُعَلِّمُهَا he also teaches it to others. And hikmah is of course knowledge, right? Understanding, knowledge, wisdom, all of them go together. So these two people, if you feel envious of them, that's okay. You should feel envious of them because they're acquiring so much good. They're earning so many good deeds. But out of the two, out of these two people, the wealthy person who spends his money in the right way and the knowledgeable person who uses his knowledge and teaches it to others, which one is is of greater status? The person with knowledge. Because when you financially help someone, that's good. Like for example, you feed a needy person. That's good, you get reward. But that reward is not continuous. You understand? Because you give food to a poor person, how many times is he going to eat that food? Once? That's it. But when you give knowledge to someone, how many times are they, are they going to use that knowledge? Continuously, inshallah. So for example, we learn about 
people spending money at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, yes, they earned a lot of good, inshallah, by giving that charity. But the people who passed on knowledge, like the knowledge that Abu Hurairah who passed on, it's benefiting people till today. And inshallah for many more years to come. So out of the two, the person with knowledge is more virtuous. Alhamdulillah, next week, somebody from NZF will be coming. What is NZF? National Zakat Foundation. They're a local charity. They basically collect zakat and also distribute zakat locally. Okay, that's their focus. A lot of you have questions about zakat which are relevant or specific to this side of the world. Like for example, if you have money sitting in your bank account, you know, for a certain purpose, okay? Or for example, your business is of a certain nature, or for example, you don't have livestock but you have other things. You don't have gold and silver as your currency, you have cash, right? Then you have cash and you have some gold and you have some silver, and the cash that you have keeps fluctuating throughout the year, right? And you have no way of figuring out what was the minimum amount that you had throughout the year. So inshallah, they will come and address all of these issues that are relevant to us so that zakat can be more you know, practical for us. We understand how to give zakat on the type of wealth that we have. And inshallah, this will be an open session for public also, for brothers and for sisters. So if you want to invite your family and friends, please do so. Ramadan is coming up. A lot of people want to give zakat in Ramadan. So it's the perfect time. Inshallah, the exact details of when the session will be, will be shared with you. But uh, it will be during our class time. Okay? Inshallah. During our class time, you have questions about zakat. Bring them with you so that you can ask them, inshallah. And it's from brothers and sisters, so inshallah, share the word. Okay, subhanakallahu wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.